Hi, I'm Peter Schwing, and welcome to the Stories from the Run podcast and community. This is the show for the everyday runner, all about inspiring and sometimes humorous stories from your fellow runners. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to thank all our supporters for making this podcast possible. If you like what you hear, please slam that subscribe button or sign up on our website, storiesfromtherun.com. You can also join the Facebook community or follow us on Instagram through the links in the show notes. So have you ever struggled to hit a particular race goal, sometimes even for years? Have you been frustrated by injury or setbacks and couldn't quite close the deal time after time? Well, in today's episode, we have Jennifer Hare, and she is going to tell you how she overcame these challenges to crush her goal of a sub four marathon. We're going to call this one hashtag determination, hashtag redemption. Let's get to it. State your name and club affiliation for the record, please. Jennifer Hare, North Brooklyn Runners. Jennifer, welcome. How was Thank your you. week? How you doing? My week was good. It was a little exhausting with work and running, recovering from a marathon and also racing an additional 15K, but it was a good rewarding week nonetheless. Why would you do that? Why would you add another 15K race in? Uh, I had registered for that months ago. Um, I sort of debated showing up yesterday and I had a relative, an uncle, who wanted to come watch the race. So he sort of motivated me to definitely show up, and I, I did pretty well once I got there. So you, you, can't complain. Yeah, you can't uh, disappoint the family there, you know, yeah. if they come into the city. Yeah. what Which race was it? The Ted Corbett 15K by New York Roadrunners in Central Park. Yep. Okay. Did you have to do Harlem Hill? No, Harlem Hill was out of the course, which probably helped me in getting a PR, which was... Very rewarding. For any of our listeners that are not in New York City, Harlem Hill is the hill in Central Park that you just don't want to go over. I enjoy it. It's very it. punishing. Yeah. So it's now the end of the season, but is there anything you're already signed up for 2020 or anything that you're looking for next year as your big race? Yeah, I'm signed up in 2020. The big one I'm training for is the New York City Half Marathon in March, but on the way to uh, in my training for that race, I'm also going to be doing some shorter races, a seven miler and a four miler. Do you use any training plans? I've been using McMillan for the last year and I've seen incredible results and improvements using McMillan. So I'm going to continue with them and hopefully continue to see improvement. Great. And ju just to let everybody know that is not a paid advertisement. No, it's not, but I truly love them. So they don't even have to pay me. <laughs> McMillan, call me. Yeah. Uh, so how long have you been running? I've been running for the last six years. Um, you can maybe count that I did athletics all through youth and high school and into college. And there was always a running component, but I didn't uh, start just running until I was in my early thirties. And Realized it was a good way to stay in shape for the rest of my life. What what other sports did you say you're active in high school? Uh, I did just about everything, uh, or I tried everything. I played soccer, I played softball, I played basketball, I did martial arts. Uh, tennis was my big all-state sport in high school, and then I also played lacrosse into college. Um, yeah, and I just was always athletic, and I sort of ran begrudgingly at practices and things like that. Go do some wind sprints. right. And I was always last at the sprints, but that's okay. <laughs> well, that that's now changed. So yeah, 
You know, it's interesting. In high school, you have a little more free time, flexibility, uh, depending on like, you know, classes. Yeah. And well, that's debatable. I feel yeah. like we just cram things into our schedule. Right. Yeah. Uh, we have a little more energy. Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> um, yeah. Un- unli- unbounded energy. So what you do now, like, you know, work wise. So yep. you're in a building design and construction management for 15 yep. years. And mm-hmm. that just sounds stressful. It, it is stressful. And I find that the running sort of balances out every day. So most recently I run in the mornings. Um, it's a great way to start the day. I, it sort of relaxes me and then I go into work already feeling mellow and I just let things ramp up from there. But Mm -hmm. it's better to start the day fresh and feeling relaxed. I know you do some of the really early runs. Yes. So for North Brooklyn runners, um, I start co-founded the earliest run for the club, which starts at 545 in the morning. Uh, we adjusted it to 5.55 in the morning, but I wasn't content, so I started another run at 5.45 in the morning. So any early birds in the Brooklyn area yeah. they like to get that uh, long run in, or, or this casual yeah. run, it's a yeah. fun run. There's Easy run, run or a mid-distance run right. on Wednesdays. Yeah, definitely check it out. In the bed neighborhood. Yeah, and it's nice and dark, and especially between December and March, just nice and cold. Right. It's refreshing, it's invigorating. Yeah, well, and it's the reason to run with a group that early is that you keep each other motivated in probably less than ideal circumstances in the cold and the dark. So a lot of people out there are like, you know, I want to get in more into running. I want to run a marathon. You know, I'm doing this on my own. And you mentioned North Brooklyn Runners. Yeah. So how long have you been with North Brooklyn Runners? And yeah. how do you, how would, how would you say it has affected your running? Yeah, well, I have good anecdotal evidence. So when I first started running, I did it pretty much by myself. I ran for a year by myself and I trained pretty much couch to marathon in six months. So it is possible to do everything by yourself, but I kind of didn't know what I was doing. Um, I think I overtrained at the, like the week before my ma- my first marathon, I ran 24 miles because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Um, I sort of did everything wrong, but I did get myself there. So when I found a run club or found a reason to join a run club and join North Brooklyn Runners, I was sort of apprehensive at first, but right away, just the common knowledge of others educated me, you know, far beyond what I had been doing. So I improved in a few months. I improved a lot in my pace and my distance. Um, And then as the years have gone by, I've been with them for five years. Um, I just love running with a club. I love making friends. I love talking to people while I run. I love sharing information, sharing experiences. Um, I think we all get better by running together. And then there's the after run beer. Yeah. I mean, that's great too. All the social aspects of it are wonderful. Some run clubs out there, they're like, oh, we're a social club with a running problem. Yeah. Well, the great thing about our run club is it's pretty much whatever you want to make of it. If you want to drink beer after every run, you probably can do it with this club. If you want to eat donuts, you can do that. If you just want to run and go home, you could do that too, whatever you want. Or you can go for salmon. Or go for salmon. Yeah. Yeah, There's a run for everything. I did a race this morning and uh, actually DNF, my first DNF. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. It's all right. I banged up myself pretty bad. Uh, I had to fall ice skating a few weeks ago. Oh, so I'm terrible. kind of, yeah, I'm kind of out of alignment. It was the last race of the year. And was, I think I accomplished enough yeah. that I was satisfied that I'm yeah. okay with this. Yeah. I didn't feel like injuring myself going into next year. Right. Be, be well for 2020. Right. Start off strong. Yeah. And I think you can attest to overdoing it at, at times. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had, um, in the six years I've run, I think I spent about three years being injured on again, off again, and they weren't minor injuries. I overtrained so much. I cracked my sacrum, which is the bottom, 
the flange of your bottom vertebrae, which is insane. I, I found myself insane when I was diagnosed with that. I couldn't believe I did that to myself. Um, I pulled ter- tore muscles in my hamstring. I had tendonitis. I was just overtraining. I was running five or six days a week, probably without stretching, without strength training, um, just to hit high mileage for no real reason. And it wasn't helping me. It was just hurting me. That's would, what fall into the category of junk mileage then. Yeah, possibly. it was definitely junk mileage. I, I think I aspired to, I saw people that were doing 70 miles a week um, and they were obviously in better shape and they were probably doing other things to keep themselves well. But I aspired to that and it wasn't really possible for me. I'm not at that level. Yeah, I just looked at for my training in 2020, I'm going for a 50 miler uh, looking at the North Face Endurance. Yeah. And that's in May. So I start right away at the end of December mm-hmm. and I'm doing Fitz's 70 miler. Yeah, it's a and, lot. You got to sort of work your way up to it right, and make yeah. sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. You think about it. Years ago, we were doing our first half marathon. And right. you're like, I need to take three weeks off after a half marathon. Right. Now, like these training runs, we're running three half marathons per week. Right. It's it's pretty insane. But we're in good shape. We can yeah, do it. exactly. <laughs> so talking about the injuries and everything going in, what would you consider your worst race? So it's, it's now a tie because of recent circumstances. But which, it was which we're going to get two, into. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was 2016, the New York City Marathon. I had, at the time, I had trained so hard for the whole year to get ready for that race, and I sort of bonked it. I definitely started too fast. Um, I ran the first half at a way too fast a pace. Um, The lessons I've learned about relaxing through probably the first 18 miles of a marathon, that hadn't sunk in yet. So by the time I got to around the halfway mark, which would be Queensboro Bridge, I really didn't have that much energy to give. Um, and then I started having knee pain uh, along First Avenue, and it was just a miserable experience. And I remember my family was out cheering, and by the time I saw them, I was in tears. Uh, it was pretty embarrassing. All my race photos had me crying in them. <laughs> um, and I just was so, I just felt like it was an epic failure. I executed so poorly. Uh, it was really disappointing. And Marathon Photo, they have about 80 photographers or something right. out there, and, and they've yet to take a good photo of me. Oh, well, I have some good ones, but that day there weren't really any. Mm. And so the, the tie would be most recently, um, about a month and a half ago, the Marine Corps Marathon. I also did my best training to date, um, and I couldn't control the weather. It was torrential rain. There was flooding on the course. Um, the humidity was also high. Uh, and I ran a pretty good race for about 16 miles, and I think my body just couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't take the moisture and the rain, so I started ducking into porta potties <laughs> to hide out from some of the rain, <laughs> and obviously that slowed me down. So that was also very disappointing. And Marine Corps is a very inspirational marathon. It is. I know you've mentioned that. Yeah. What got you through the marathon? Well, so right. The ta- once I reflected, I mean, so I cried at the end of that race too, just because I felt like. I had trained so hard and wasn't really given the opportunity to shine. Um, But reflecting on it, yeah, it was really powerful in all that rain and all that flooding. The Marines pretty much lined the course the whole way. Um, They're holding flags at some point. At the end, they they salute you and give you your medal. And I just felt like if they can stand out there in the rain and cheer for us and yell for us, and I'm sure, you know, that's not even near the hardest thing they have to do. I I felt like I could honor them by finishing the race. So Mm -hmm. I did that. And that was an important race for you because throughout the last few years, you've had a goal time in mind right. for the marathon. Yeah. So it was, it got really sad actually. So for the last six years, all I wanted to do 
was break the four hour mark in the marathon. I tried 10 times and pretty often I didn't even come close. Um, the closest I had gotten was 415 and I just kept plugging away, plugging away. So I thought I was going to do it at Marine Corps. I thought I was well within shape to do it and it just wasn't the right day for it. That's going to lead us into the main reason like why we're here is right. it's, I think the best way to describe and if we would have put hashtags on this would be right. Hashtag validation, hashtag redemption, yeah, redemption hashtag definitely. determination. Yes. <laughs> so let, let's talk about then what you would consider your best marathon. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been on a, it's only been a few weeks. I'm still high off the experience. So after Marine Corps, um, obviously it wasn't my best. I came home. Um, I thought maybe I should try. There's one more local marathon I could try and it's Philadelphia. And it was three weeks, I can't remember now, three or four weeks About that. from uh, my Marine Corps experience. It was really just a matter of could I bounce back and then go try another marathon that quickly. Um, I did a week of easy running with my friends and with Brooklyn Runners, and I felt pretty good. So, you know, I went home and I went online and you could still register for the Philadelphia Marathon even a couple weeks out. And I just took a chance and I signed up. Um, and I trained, you know, one more hard week and then retapered. And then I had, yeah, the redemption moment that I've been waiting for for six years. Um, I had an incredible race in Philadelphia. Um, my analogy is that I don't know if it's going to make sense to all the listeners, but like in the 90s, there were these abstract poster arts. They looked like mm -hmm. hippie patterns and you would just stare at them. But then if your eyes adjusted, you would see an actual image in there. There would be like a landscape or a boat or something. So it was sort of that for Philadelphia was my moment where I sort of sh finally shifted my perspective and could see what a marathon is supposed to be. Um, and I ran it comfortably for about 18 miles and maintained a really great pace. I trusted my training. I was trusted the fact that I was in good shape. Um, and then I and then when it gets hard around 18 miles, 18 or 19, that's when you finally push and give it your all. And doing that, you know, I was able to finish strong and, and get the time I wanted, which was 3.55. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Finally yeah. sub four. I'm going to high five. <laughs> high high five Pete yeah. on the side of the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. It was a great day. Oh. That is like the best thing because coming off of that marathon of Marine Corps, or, yeah. you know, and New York is, is so challenging. It, it People ask, is New York City a hard marathon? Yes. <laughs> See, I, I'm going to say something different here. And this is what I usually state is, it's not that it's a hard marathon. Yeah. It's an unforgiving marathon. Well, yeah. But I mean, to say unforgiving, I think it is yeah. also hard. I've yeah. had, I've struggled at the New York City Marathon. I had one good race, which was the first time I did it, but I've struggled to like, do what you're supposed to do with the marathon mm -hmm. at the New York City course for some reason. New York is, if you go out too fast, like your first few miles yeah. can really have an adverse you effect. You need to save a your, lot of energy. Yeah. Once you get through that halfway point, you still yeah. have the Queensboro Bridge. You're going up yeah. that first avenue. Then you have the fifth, fifth avenue. Fifth avenue is slightly uphill. Yeah. Which Central Park is hilly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's unforgiving. It's relentless yeah. on what, what it throws at you, but it is also so much yeah. fun. But having now finally develop my marathoning skills that mm -hmm. it took so long to maybe I'll try New York again and, and see if I can do a little better than usual. So then what would you say for people that are in the similar boat? I mean, there's for me, I haven't sub Ford on New York City. Yeah. Well, so I haven't done it in New York City yet either. So I could mm -hmm. still do that. But um, 
I don't know. I think if you're crazy enough just to keep any goal, not just running, but if, if there's something you want and it's not, it doesn't come naturally and you just keep at it, I think this is a good example of, you know, if you work hard, eventually you'll get it. It's just a matter of, are you willing to wait six years for it? But hopefully other people can achieve things quicker than, quicker than six years and they can learn from their mistakes quicker than I did. <laughs> What's your next set of goals then? I, you know, honestly, like I feel so good. I don't ride it for a while. I'm riding it for a little while. I'm not really setting anything. So I'm signed up for the NYC half. I think my goal is just to run it faster than I ever have before, which would be a sub eight minute pace. And I'd be happy with that. Um, I'm not sure yet if I'm going to do a marathon next year. We'll, We'll see, but just keep improving, stay in shape, stay healthy. I've been eating a little differently this year. So maybe try to maintain that good, healthy diet and I don't know. See what happens. <laughs> so, Jen, this has been fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. This is thank you for it's, having it's, me. It's, it's truly, it's inspirational. It's and this is what the show is about. Is yeah. we're out there, we're running, we're we're doing the training. We're we're not super elite athletes that are running no. seventy miles a day and no, doing but our we're training. Crazy. Like for some and, reason, we're dedicated to this, and right. we're just trying our best. And and if you think about works. the stories <laughs> that we tell yeah. after a run, we go have that beer and we right. sit down, and it's like we help each other with inspiration yeah. in like information. Yeah. We're heroes for each other. I feel like. Yeah. It's great that what you've accomplished, I wish you all the best. Thank you. Pete's done it alongside me too. You're going to (laughs) crush that sub eight for the New York City half. I hope so. And have a great holiday season and a great new year. Thanks again. Thanks. Thanks, Pete. That's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and feel free to share with your fellow runners. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, you can apply on our website, storiesfromtherun.com. Because every runner has a story, we'd like to hear yours. Until next time, may the rain stay in Spain and the wind be at your backs. Peace.